<clears throat> Hello everyone. Now, today I am doing something very, very different. And this was recommended to me by a friend of mine. I'm not going to name her because, you know, just in case she doesn't want to be named. Um, but yeah, um, she recommended this to me. And it's, as you can see, um, it's sort of a discussion type video I suppose where but in this one I'm going to be talking about what I would change in certain horror movies like would I change like what would I change that would drastically change the franchise so you know how in like um uh there's going to be that Marvel MCU what if series coming out next year where it shows like one particular event has been changed that causes a whole set of events to be changed that's what I'm talking about so for example um I'm going to use Leprechaun as an example because chances are I'm not going to be talking much about him in this so let's say he didn't fall in the well in the first one and in um oh yeah let's say he didn't fall in the well in the first one so then in leprechaun returns ozzy would still be alive that's just a very small example but i'm going to be looking at bigger changes okay so yeah let's get into this right now so first one now i know i talk about screen too much it's my favourite horror movie, it's just, it's my, it's my account, let me do what I want, I, w I will stop talking about Scream soon enough, but, this one's quite interesting, what if Billy and Stu got away with it in Scream, what if they, um, as intended, killed Sydney and her dad, and framed, um, framed them for, framed Sydney, no, sorry, framed her dad, for the killings, so dad would be locked up, Sydney would be dead, Gail would get, ooh, Gail, she'd be dead, I need to, ah, okay, so let's say, alright, let's say the particular event that changes is when Billy, when Billy, um, kicks Gale, let's say instead of kicking her, he stabs her, or shoots her while Stu is watching Sid, so Sid can't get out of the sight, and then, yeah, so that takes Gale out, and she's dead, um, and then, what else have we got, yeah, so then, they take care of Sydney after that massive monologue, Jesus, that monologue was quite long, then, yeah, what happens next? So they have the stab around thing, and I think eventually Stu would succumb to his wounds because Billy went really, really far with some of the stabs he was getting in on Stu there. I think Stu would die. Billy has a chance of staying alive there. I think Billy would survive hospital, he'd get out, and he'd try and sort of live a normal-ish life but then Dewey 
because Dewey didn't die. Dewey didn't. Dewey didn't uh, die from his knife wound. I think once Dewey gets out of um, hospital, then he'd have a sort of. I don't know. He wouldn't know. He wouldn't know that it was Billy. Yeah, in all fairness, he wouldn't know it, it were Billy. So, yeah, I think Dewey would just sort of go, alright, what's was Sid's dad? And then, yeah, they would have gotten away with it. So, it, the sea, and then Scream 2 would have never happened because Debbie, Debbie Leomis never needed to get revenge on Billy if he was still alive. Scream 3 also would have never needed to happen because Roman was technically pulling the strings, if, if that even makes any sense, so he'd still be alive. Um, and then Scream 4, well, yeah, um, Jill would have... I think Jill would have been inspired by Sydney, other than tried to be a... I think she'd, I think she'd be um, a hero. Um, or a, a badass in a way. I don't. I think Billy would. Um, live the rest of his life pretty normally, and yeah. So that's my theory for if, um, Billy did kill Gail on the porch and Stu kept an eye on Sid. Um, I found that quite interesting. Okay, so next, just have a little think. Okay, I got one. So, if you've hopefully seen Maniac Cop by now, that I've mentioned, then what if Matt Cordell um, killed Jack, Forrest and Therese um, in... Um, Pier 19, because the bit at the end, uh, Jack gets handcuffed by Cordell, and, alright, I know what particular events change, so let's say when Therese gets in the police car to chase Cordell, she doesn't get in with the other policeman, so when they get there, the Cordell has them all, uh, both at gunpoint, but no police officer can come in to save him that time. So, they'd be shot down and killed. But I think that Therese might have sent for backup. I don't know. But anyway, I don't think that really matters. Because Matt's getting away never, no matter what. But And they'd eventually find the body somewhere or another anyway. Um, so, yeah. Um, they'd probably, I don't know, I think they'd rule it off as a suicide. It, it'd depend in the manner that Cordell kills him. If he does it in a way to make it look like a suicide, then obviously, but, hmm, that's quite an interesting one. Um, but then Maniac Cop 2 would pretty much be the same, I think, actually. 
um, yeah, it'd be the same. And then Maniac Cop 3 would be the same. So it'd just be the ending, actually, for Maniac Cop 1. Obviously, he'd have to find another victim to kill in Maniac Cop 2 as Jack and Teresa dead. Anyway. So, yeah. That one was quite a small segment because there's not much to talk about there. Um, next one, once again, I'm going to have a little break to have a think. Because, you see, it's difficult because not all the big franchises maintain continuity. I mean, I suppose the first three Friday the 13th movies did. Um, well, what can I say? Alright, what about if um, Alice from Friday the 13th got murdered by Pamela Voorhees instead of her decapitating Pamela? Um, so Pamela would still be alive and she'd have got revenge on the camp. She'd go looking for... would she go look for, Nah, she'd think he's dead. She still she thought he was dead throughout the whole movie, um. But I think one day he'd find her, and he'd go up to her, and they'd sort of just like live a life in the woods, and they'd be sort of you know them like really ominous houses that people pass, and there's like a really, really suspicious couple living inside. It'd be like that, but obviously not a couple. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's what I think would happen. Um, they'd just sort of live a life in solitude, but it'd be a sort of Texas Chainsaw Massacre way. If anyone came in, they'd murder them on the spot. So, yeah, it would change Friday the 13th a lot. Like, really, really drastically. There'd be nowhere near as many kills. Okay, so yeah, that was quite an interesting one, actually. Alright. What next? Okay, I like this one. What if, in the original Candyman film, um, Candyman's soul did not get trapped in the mirror, but he was still the urban legend? Would Candyman be exactly the same, or would it be a completely different movie? Would Candyman be a documentary, or would Helen be committing the murders? My theory is that Helen would be doing a thesis on it, and she'd probably just snap, honestly. And, yeah, she'd just snap. And think that the Candyman's doing it for her, all the, the kills. So basically the way that Candyman makes you think at parts while watching it. Um, yeah. So, if Daniel Robitaille's soul never got caught in that mirror... None of the sequels would exist, obviously. Um, the first movie would, though. I think it'd just be a sort of Bloody Mary-style urban legend. It doesn't work, but it's still fun to play. So it's like, 
if I did a thesis on the Canyonman urban legend today, because it's not real, it's fictional, but it's still a lot of fun to look at. Alright, so, next one. Would the tall man have ever got to Earth in, in Phantasm? Would he have ever got to Earth without the Victorian man creating the dimension fork? Now, this one's an interesting one because we presume that the tall man took the form of a Victorian man who invented the dimension fork to travel to our dimension from a different parallel universe or whatever. Um, so, would he, would he ever create the dimension fork himself? Or would he stumble across Earth one day? I don't know. But I just think um, Phantasm as a whole series would be different. It would be about the tall man trying to get to Earth even though he can't find it, to get gather the bodies from there. I think that would be an interesting concept, but nowhere near as interesting as the one we've got, as Phantasm is just amazing. Um, yeah. So, is there, I'm just... Uh, there's just so many franchises, but sometimes it... Alright, I've got one. What if... Um, Annie got the upper hand over Paul in Misery at the final fight when she'd obviously kill him because she threatened to kill him. So let's just say the bit where she's on the floor and she fires the two gunshots instead of missing one and shooting one in his shoulder. Let's say she shoots him in the head twice. Um, what would follow after that? I think it'd be a, a psycho-type situation. I think she would be the Norman Bates. Wait, that's, that's a coincidence. Kathy Bates, who plays Annie Wilkes. Norman Bates. <laughs> Good reference. Anyway, sorry. I uh, got a bit carried away there. But I think it'd be a psycho situation. Like with Norman Bates and his mother. But this'll be Annie following the steps of Paul Sheldon because um, Norman's mother was always quite bad and domestic well what we know of anyway I've not seen the Bates Motel series so I won't know that but from the original movie you can sort of guess that she was quite domestic towards him so and then, obviously, Norman followed in the footsteps. I think that if Annie Wilkes killed Paul, she would become the new Paul Sheldon, pretty much, and she'd follow in, in his footsteps. But, obviously, she'd find a way to hide the body. That's the bit that I can't work out for myself. Like, where would she put the body? Would she hack it up and throw it away? Or I don't see it likely. I I think she'd see it as a monument and she'd keep it somewhere hidden. And then 
she to have years of success, popularity, all that, everything she ever wanted really. Um, then one day, I think she'd be found out, just you know, plot reasons, and eventually arrested. That is my theory for that. I think that one is pro possibly the most interesting. Um, yeah. And, alright, this next one. And no, this is pretty unlikely. But what if Jack Torrance never went mad in The Shining? I know whenever you go into that hotel in the Overlook, you're guaranteed to go insane. But let's just pretend, for some reason, he didn't go insane. But he witnessed all the ghostly apparitions and all that. So, a bit like what... Um, a bit like what his wife was experiencing. She wasn't going crazy, but she was still seeing all the hallucinations. Now, I think the movie would be... Because when you look at the movie now, it's Danny and Wendy against Jack. But I think if they, if Jack didn't get possessed by the Overlook, I think it would be Jack... Danny and Wendy versus the Overlook. They'd be fighting off the ghostly apparitions mentally and physically, trying not to succumb to going insane. And that's what the whole Shining story would be about. It'd be try about trying to not go insane instead of just going insane and hacking your family up. And the thing is, I'm not saying it would be more interesting than The Shining, because The Shining is a masterpiece and one of the greatest films ever created. Um, but I think it would have been really interesting if Jack never showed clear signs of going insane and he just stayed, he stayed humane the whole way through and eventually got away in the snowcap. I'd have liked to seen that, and I'd have liked to seen how they'd fight off the ghosts, the ghostly, like, the naked woman, for example. Um, would he end up becoming a new sort of Ashley Williams type character? And you know what? Speaking of Ashley Williams, I think we'll move on to him next. Okay, yeah. So... What if Ashley Williams read the Necronomicon right? It, wait, no, actually, no. I was going to do one for Army of Darkness, but actually I'll do one for Evil Dead 2. So, you know, I think it was... Oh, God, I forget. But you know the woman who was reading the Necronomicon to try and stop the, black, uh, the wormhole in Evil Dead 2, but then she got stabbed, so Ash fell into the wormhole. What if she finished her words and then got stabbed? So Ashley would be in the present again and he'd be seemingly fine, but there'd still be deadites. So what would he do? Would he escape the cabin? Would he stay in there for pretty much his whole life, just fighting off deadites? Oh, I don't know. I see it as likely him trying to use the Necronomicon to pull himself 
forward in time or backward in time or at a different place. Uh, yeah, something like that. But then the other thing I was going to say was what if he read the lines right in um, Army of Darkness instead of flubbing them by going Klaatu Verata and then Coffin. Instead he said Klaatu Verata Niktu. And he um, would obviously be um, able to pick up the Necronomicon without setting off a load of deadites. But the thing is, it's not setting off deadites, it's setting off skeletons. So the deadites would still be out there again. And I think that the only thing that would happen is that the whole battle scene with the skeletons would be cut out and obviously Henry the Red wouldn't make friends with um I think it was Arthur, King Arthur. Yeah, that's my opinion. And I know Army of Darkness isn't really a horror, but to me it'll always be a horror because it's got one of my favourite horror icons in it. Um yeah I think um I think I'll finish up there. This was actually really fun to do. Um and there's many more I'd have loved to delve deep into, like, um, what if the priest never sacrificed himself in The Exorcist? Or what if, what if Michael Myers actually died from the bullets in Halloween, or his corpse at least stayed there long enough till Loomis came down? There is an endless amount of possibilities. Um... And I might revisit this topic again because it's ridiculously fun to do. But for now, this is Blood Talk signing off.